This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that's uh, every bit as likable and way less rich than Dan Snyder. Uh, let's eat the rich, folks, and I'm Joe Public, uh, and after way too long a hiatus, I am joined by Rain Man. Rain Man, uh, we're just going to get right to it. What's your favorite college football win total on the board? I will tell no lies to the listeners this year. That is a promise, Joe. That is a promise, Cap. And that's why I'm rolling with the truth. Hendon Hooker, give me Tennessee over seven and a half. This is the lock of the century. I I don't believe you one bit about the lies, but I do love the truth. I do love the truth. Uh, that is one area where we agree on. Uh, Capper, other end of the podcast, after the hiatus. He's grown out the beard. You can see he's getting ready for college football season. He starts loading up. He's getting... It's like a hibernation period. We've woken up. There's some life in those eyes. The bear's Uh, emerging from the cave. Not to be mistaken for another popular podcast. There's some life in (laughs) Capper's eyes. Uh, uh, What's your favorite college football win total on the board? I think after looking at everything on the board, it's Miami Hurricanes under eight and a half wins. Um, Long term, I believe in Cristobal. I think he can turn that program around, but eight and a half wins is going to be a tall task for this program. Uh, John Ruiz doesn't have enough money to buy nine wins. He does. He does have enough money to buy nine wins. I don't like it. I love it. Crypto's (laughs) down, buddy. Listen, man. It's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast. Have not updated our Instagram in four months. We're gonna get are we gonna get a new Instagram. Quite address? some time. No, we're not. We're not. We might. <laughs> Check it out to find out. <laughs> we, we've we've definitely talked about it now so this you guys are seeing in real time how we make decisions here so uh follow us or don't um let's uh this is going to be our very early college football preview episode this is our like uh we're like the old dad going for a light jog it's his first workout in a long time he's wearing you know those gray sweatpants it's uh but it's usually on the couch this time we're going for a light jog it's one of those things where you see him in the neighborhood you're like that's adorable i wonder if we'll stick with it it's a light jog walk back situation for the first pod (laughs) absolutely absolutely what a what a treat and i i feel like if there's a place we should start it should be maybe an area we covered in in one of the last episodes we recorded uh where uh, a topic of conversation among us was if gas is expensive are you poor um, it was uh, three dollars. Want back to do then. this? How do we feel about how do we feel on gas, about, uh, please? Because now it's tight. Now it's tight. So what's your what's so, your opinion on the gas crisis in America? How should um, we solve it? At at like three fifty, I didn't feel pinched. <laughs> at four fifty to five fifty, it's tight. <laughs> I gotta say, if, if gas is five dollars a gallon and you're placing parlays, you gotta get some help. Back then I was rich. Now that's not so why much. our pot has been more essential than ever. 
We can adjust. Exactly. You follow exactly. us, you can pay, you can fill your fill your tank. It's that simple. Um and I guess uh what what else is going on? I know Capper uh you you've been effusive in your praise of this new Jurassic World movie. Um that that recently came out. I that's a joke. You can't see the look of disgust on his face when I said that. Capper, who famously loves every movie, including Space Jam 2, could not stand this fuck. You couldn't stand Jurassic World, right? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. It's tough to put this into words. I fell asleep for at least five to ten minutes uh, in the first one third of the movie. Um, <laughs> the dialogue was choppy. It was written by somebody who's never watched a Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movie. Um, Is no that a Jurassic Park 3? Random Bond villains like mixed into the plot. I'm not like spoiling anything because if you went into this movie not expecting spoilers, like there's fucking giraffe, like dinosaurs all over the place. Like that's the there's spoiler. fucking Jurassics all over the place. They're they're everywhere. Crustaceous period is like Jurassic's in bloom, and like the they don't care about anything. They don't care that the dinosaurs are just like running amok in the world. They don't care that like Chris Pratt just holds his hand up and he can control dinosaurs and not make them murder him like i i don't understand it they bring back the big three ian malcolm is uh basically a cuck um (laughs) i hate to say that because i love ian malcolm but like in the first movie he's like genuinely concerned about like what these guys are doing these scientists are doing with these dinosaurs and now it's like he's just comedic relief like ian malcolm is just funny at this point which like He's the one who should say like That's Goldblum. This is a Are we talking about disaster. Sir Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum, incredible. Sir Jeffrey love that Goldblum. Guy. You guys um, are going to love this. I have a subtle Goldblum reference for later in the pod, but we're going to save that. Ooh, a and tease. We're not talk about Jurassic World anymore. Dr. Sorry, I Grant, set you up for that. Now let's Dr. Uh, Grant um uh, Ka- it's week one and Capper's uh, back to let's go. Well, okay, let's throw out one more warm-up question. This was something that Capper threw out earlier, and it's just a question I've been pondering that I think is very valid. Uh, how well should your coworkers know you? Let's start not with Rain Man. <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. Do you like your job or do you not? Like, are you <laughs> yeah, looking to stay in your matter. job? It doesn't matter. It definitely matters. They should not know you. If you're looking to stay in your job, then they should know everything very personal about you that troubles you. So they feel bad about letting you go. Every time you get sick or someone in your family gets sick, tell them about it. Make up some fake kids. So make up some lies. That way you can, like, go to softball, your daughter's softball game or your son's lacrosse match or whatever. So you have reasons to get out of work. Honestly, that's no, the correct no, no, no. answer. I always lie is, about fake kids. Uh, yeah, that's some that's some really horrible advice. I almost to I this think point that, that I think you misunderstood the question, Capper. What are your thoughts? I've been lying about fake kids for the last seven years. I just use my. I brothers. think that's it's been perfect. addressed. I think that's been addressed thirty years ago. A Seinfeld episode. There was a Costanza moment where he was like talking about being ruffled at work. Like he was just like in a constant like huff about like oh, he's like looking like frazzled at every moment and if you look at like that at work every single second of the day people will think you're busy and think you have shit going on in your life they don't have to know anything about you they'll just assume you are you really fucked ruffle up. up your hair that's, Capper, that's why you grew out the beard <laughs> so Capper, day by day you're going into work you're just on the fucking edge they're like we don't want to talk to you today you take like really deep sighs at your desk as people walk by like <sighs> they don't know what's going on you put on. a bunch of fake meetings in your calendar Yes, that's the only that's time. actually very. But that's yeah, not really a personal thing. But I just recommend ooh, it strongly. Fake meetings on your own calendar. 
so clutch. <laughs> they don't need to see who else is invited to the meeting. And How they get cryptic. So it's just like in case I've it's got, just like a you just want to take a nap, just to be like meeting about G. I've got Mike Honcho coming by. Let me know. Uh, this is yeah, but this is a long way of saying like uh, don't you shouldn't just like don't. the people you you don't be, share you pet like. photos at work. Everyone wants to, but no one wants to see someone else's pet. You don't need to put other people through that kind of torture. Well, my main thing is like you start knowing people, and then oh no, it's another person's birthday. Do I gotta say happy birthday? I don't need that fucking. You want another? You want another grocery store day. cupcake every Tuesday every day? for birthdays? Life's too short. Fuck you! I'm not wishing it. you a happy birthday. Fuck you! We Fuck don't need you! It. I don't like you. Let me work. We happen to Leave work me alone. here. It's a shame. I hate you. No, that's not true. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I actually like a lot of people I work with. Uh, well, when they but no, find they should this. know anything Jesus. about you. I think it's best It's best if it's mysterious so that anything they do find out about you is surprising. And, like, they, and they appreciate it more. Like, man, this guy's never told me shit about anything. Uh... <laughs> All right, I think uh, I think we proved our point here. Uh, pretty strong point proven here. Uh, let's go right into uh, we're we're doing an early preview because let's face it, we want to get back in the swing of things. College football is our first love, so we'll always take an excuse to talk about it. Um, win totals came out. It's we'll we'll usually talk about these a little closer to the season, but we like taking a first swing at them uh, in June. Uh, recruiting classes are in practices are gonna start heating up uh, in a couple of months so let's just start uh rain man you're i this was also a a total i'm eyeing i'm guessing it's semi-popular and i'm curious how public it is but why do you like the volunteers so so tennessee was a seven win team last year so now we're bumping up to seven and a half at the total i think that they kind of fizzled out at the end of the last year. People who've been following Hendon Hooker, the listeners of this podcast for sure, are probably all over this already because, you know, best quarterback in the country, in my opinion, from an explosiveness standpoint, from being able to run the ball and pass the ball. C.J. Stroud might have something to, to argue against me. But they are ranked fourth this offseason in total offense. So calling Hendon Hooker maybe the most explosive quarterback in the country isn't that far off base. But what I like most here is the schedule. Uh, so let, let's just tick through it real, real quick. Ball State, win. At Pitt, not a guarantee typically, but this year coming off a loss at home to Kenny Pickett and Blitnikoff winner Jordan Addison, who are both gone this year. He just transferred to USC. I don't see how Tennessee loses that game. Then they play Akron, win. Florida at home, toss-up, likely a win. At LSU, they're terrible this year. Win. Alabama at home, loss. UTM, win. Kentucky at home, huge break having that at home, probably a win. At UGA, loss. Mizzou at home, win. At South Carolina, win. At Vanderbilt, win. I have 10 wins on the board with a total at 7.5, which means Tennessee can still afford to drop two of LSU, Kentucky, or Florida. They're not going to drop all three of those games. I love this total, and I don't see how it doesn't hit unless Hendon Hooker gets injured. Uh, I guess that could very well happen. I mean, um, they we were love like, Hendon what? Hooker. We love that guy. We do love that guy. There's no debate in it. We've been on Hendon Hooker before anyone else. Hendon Hooker and is Heifel, a firmly uh, you heard it here first. Hypo very surprising. Uh, Virginia Tech very surprising effort last year. Yeah, he didn't even start last year. How crazy is that? Yeah. It is pretty wild. That that's a knock on Hypel, actually. That's a huge knock on Hypel. Didn't know what he had. That was stu- that was fucking stupid. Nah, I mean like, 
he was i mean you can't deny that when he got hired everyone including us was like uh what the fuck this is stupid yeah yeah uh and they seem to be cooking i know they got they're dropping it how funny is it that tennessee got in trouble for dropping bags like last year yeah right before everyone (laughs) that that's a tough break Honestly, it kind of feels like to me if Tennessee doesn't like capitalize on this year, this is their year to go back and join like the bigs, not necessarily Georgia, Alabama, but to join like I don't know Florida potentially as second tier relevance in the SEC. And if they don't do it this year, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Uh, it, it's a tough conference. I mean, like I I think out of outside of A and M, no fan base cares more, no boosters care more about we're returning to prominence. Uh, of 1999 status than t- the Tennessee Volunteers. So and they're gonna and they're gonna throw fucking batteries at other teams until it happens. Yeah, and we, have, we want that energy on our over, so we're fine with it. I will say, very interesting that not even remotely considered in the Arch Manning sweepstakes. I'll just eh, I get there. why Arch doesn't want to go to a team that struggled in his one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time's footsteps. So. I, that's oh, a tough act to follow. I thought you were talking about teams struggling, but he's going to the University of Texas. Oh yeah, but no footsteps. <laughs> he, he, can, he can he can he can bring Texas back once and for <laughs> all. Is that before or after Urban Meyer takes over as head coach? Um, Same time. No comment. Uh, Capper, your fa- uh, let's go into your favorite win total on the board. Who was your, it? It was the Canes. It was the Canes, the Canes yeah, under. Okay. The Canes under. They Where got am nothing. I? What year is it? All right, you want you want to know why that's a terrible pick? It's not a terrible pick. Have you, Eight said, and a half have you pulled up their schedule for this team? Eight and a half wins is a lot for this team. They're going to travel to A and M early in this season. That's that a is, loss. Uh, that is a loss. That's a loss. Um, then you have multiple tough matchups, uh, including Clemson. Late At Clemson, the loss. Clemson should bounce back this year. Um, as much as we slander Dam- Dabo, they'll be fine. I don't you know, slander Dabo. D- they still have DJ Uyunglele, <laughs> and um, we can get to that later. Really Stop talking about Clemson. Talk about um, Miami. But really tough road matchups here: Virginia Tech and Virginia. Uh, Virginia's and not going to be that good this year. Didn't they lose Bryce Armstrong? Don't care. Uh, Bronco is a great. Is he Bronco is a great. Did he not go to? The, did he not go pro? Um. Don't care. I think they have a few games that are like tricky. So if you're already looking at a team that's like capped at ten wins, taking an under eight and a half seems like a good move here. Yeah. So the thing about Miami is they were very good in the transfer portal. Yeah, they lost their starting Bryce Armstrong. Oh no, he he might he's back. Okay, well that's good. Uh, but Miami did really well in the transfer portal, and the preseason metrics absolutely loved them. So. Yeah, I don't buy him. They haven't been a good program in 20 years. Uh, I, I know just, the ACC is not a super competitive football the conference. The ACC is but, a, it's a junior co- conference. Um, it's going to be interesting. Their tougher to matchups see. are on the road this year. Uh, Which is good. UNC. Because there are no losses, but then the rest are pretty cake. Like UNC at home, they should be able to handle that this year pretty easily, in my opinion. Florida State at home, they should be able to handle that this year. I think best case scenario is a nine win team for this for this program. So um, that's probably if you true. Give that's, me a chance of taking the under eight and a half. Like you have to take it because like they'll slip up. It's a team that hasn't won much in the last yeah, five to I, ten I, years. I, I'm coming around. I think Miami's more likely to drop a game 
by accident than pick one up uh, by the other team making an accident. So I think nine's the most likely outcome, but you're right. I'd rather err on the under than the over now that I'm thinking about it, given the 8.5. Uh, this All is right. a, you know, this we'll is just it. a. We'll do it. Th- this one's a no. This I'm not. This is one I just don't want to touch because I think Cristobal is such a wild card. There, he was pretty disappointing at Oregon, but he really. I think this he'll is, be great. I think been, he'll be great. No, he should be great. This is the job that Cristobal has been talked about for a long time, all the way back to his FIU days. Just like he's been getting, he's been getting like juice is like the Miami guy. He was at Alabama for a while. He's an ace recruiter. This is the job he. Everyone. This is the job he's been working for. Him to for. Have. But it is like it is crazy because Oregon is so good every single year. They're so consistently good. Nine to eleven wins for the last decade, basically, um, over multiple coaches. So, like, is Cristobal the answer here? Yes, he'll be able to recruit. He'll be able to put a. I think the answer is already talented yes. roster on the on the field. But like, it's proven to be a very tough place to win in Miami. Yeah. I think part of they it is... They have a lot like, going on there. They also... But it, I don't think it's nothing. I was joking about the crypto thing before, but they do have some like new money in the program, and they had the bit... I think like... Uh, they're they're bringing the swagger back, and if the swagger comes back, then that could be good <laughs> that, the They're going to try to. They're definitely trying to. Maybe they get picked off by Duke in mid-October at home. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Elon know. Musk will go to Mars this year. Uh, you never know. I'm gonna, God willing, <laughs> stay there, buddy. Let's go uh, next. I got um, my favorite uh, on the board is I, my, the one consistency with my picks this year, at least this early, is I'm betting on coaches I like. So we're starting with Boston College, the fighting Jeff Halfleys. I'm taking him over six and a half. Oh, no year. way. I got him really under like on my him. board. You have him under on your board? Yeah, I got him One under. of Let's your three you picks out. out of all. I'll give you the four. On his personal record board. There's so many. O- there are 130 There's... totals we could do, and you have you have them over. All right, let's hear you out. Um, well, it's it's very simple. Jeff Halfley is a really, really good coach. Agreed. They get Phil Jurovich back after he was injured the second game of the year. Yep. Their defense is still going to be really, really good. They'll be okay. And they're switching away from their pro style because it's fucking 2022 and <laughs> run a fucking spread, you guys. Are you kidding me? You're doing a pro style? They have a they have a tough schedule, but I see them oh, getting to eight wins for that reason because everyone like you is going to see BC. They're going to they're going to assume that they're oh under, dude no 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 they that play is, people tough. Stop. That is a way of thinking about Boston College from three years ago. They are definitely a media darling of the last couple of years, which is one of the reasons why I like the Ender so much. Okay, they have me, some give tough, me more. They have you want, some you want more? You want to know here. what's going to crush you right now? You know what happened two days ago. At, like I agree, BC had a lot of expectation. Two two day, two days ago, they lost arguably the best player, the best offensive p- tackle in the ACC towards ACL. Christian Mahogany uh, on the O line ranked as the second best O line prospect according to Mel Kiper for 2023. Uh, just towards ACL, he'll be out all year. This leaves BC with only two offensive linemen with any starting experience. That's two. They've each only started <laughs> only two, two games. Starting Red shirt junior Jack Conley two games. Ozzy Trapilo started two games, redshirt freshman. There is no experience on that offensive line. They arguably lost their best player. Uh, looking at this schedule, give them the under. They're going to lose at Virginia Tech. They're going to lose at Florida State. They're going to lose to Louisville. They're going to lose to Clemson. They're going to lose at Wake Forest. They're going to lose at NC State. They're going to lose at Notre Dame. 
They have six wins it, max. It is a super interesting schedule here because I feel like they got the brunt of the better ACC teams on the road this it's year. It's a tough schedule. But good um, coach. I agree. Good coach. I think it's a good do, coach getting like got a first-round like QB back. And I think yeah. he's not a first-round QB. My response Get the to your offensive line comment: they they have a top they have a they have a top forty recruiting class coming in. They Jeff Halfley can recruit well, and at a place like Boston College, you're always developing talent anyway. The new people are I I don't know. I just sort of believe in them as a good college football developmental. Like they develop players there. That's that, their whole deal. Yeah, like that of course, the people that haven't played yet aren't impressive. That's what these teams are about. Does Rutgers surprise you week one? No. Maybe. Boston, Boston College is favored by like 11 points. But that's all to by say. how many? When, it's like almost 11. like the fact that this is at six we'll take and a half the makes me like it more. Because I, like, I do think there's a lot of reasons to, to look at Boston College and be like, oh, fuck them. They aren't making a bowl game. But I think Jeff Hathley's a really good coach. That's what I'm betting on. He's, gonna, he's coaching right. him up in year three. Uh, let's go to your next one on the board. Actually, well, we just I just did one. Yeah, yeah. Give me uh, another one you got. I'll take Oklahoma State over eight and a half wins. Love that. Yeah, I'll also take them as my long shot opportunity to win the national championship. You lost (laughs) me. (laughs) What are are their experienced team? Uh, they are plus twenty five hundred. That's terrible. Um, you get them for twenty-two. Not, they're the third longest shot in the Big Twelve, which like, no, fourth longest shot in the Big Twelve, which seems stupid to me Wait. because like, they're OU the fourth is in worst team or the fourth best? Fourth, fourth best. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, fourth. Clean it up, yeah, Cap. Not fourth longest, fourth best fourth. from the front. Starting fourth shortest. Are you kidding me? Just say the words you need to say. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> Spencer Sanders is back for his 17th season on uh, campus. Incredible quarterback. 63% completion percentage last year. Led the pokes to the brink of the Big 12 championship. I've um, I've talked up Spencer Sanders plenty on this podcast. I actually don't really like him that much. Incredible quarterback. I don't know. I don't really like him that much, but like having a just, veteran signal caller. Let's go back to the tape. Caller. Let's go back to the tape from five seconds ago. We're going to listen yeah, back to like, it. Well, put that one on loop. Spencer Sanders is back for his 17th season on uh, campus. Incredible quarterback. Incredible quarterback. Incredible quarterback. Incredible quarterback. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's just it's very important to like have a, a guy who's played four seasons uh, on campus on at quarterback. With a super experienced defense that ranked second in efficiency rankings last year, uh, with a OU team that lost their head coach, <laughs> lost their starting quarterback, with a Texas team that's frankly in shambles for the twelfth consecutive year, with a Baylor team that is like very young, overperformed last year, should like recede a little bit here. Um, I think they have a very they clear path to the Big Twelve. Um, I think they have a very favorable schedule lined up for them. I think eight and a half wins is, uh, frankly, a slap in the face for a program of Oklahoma State's caliber, of Mike Gundy's caliber. He's the best coach in the Big 12 left. Um, I think this one, I think they coast to 10 wins here. I like it. They get OU on the road, which is huge, which means they're dropping a road game as opposed to a home game. At least, and who will be favored there? So, yeah, yeah, sign me up on this one. I mean, I like. Do they drop at Oklahoma? 
Not necessarily. It's not a given. I mean, like who Venables, knows how Venables is going to work out for the team, new quarterback. Venables great, but like they they've been an offensive team for the last fifteen years. They bring in a defensive minded coach that could help uh, from a Clemson team that lost a ton of steam. No quarterback to speak of. Lost a ton of transfers to Lincoln Riley at USC. Like the Big Twelve is not a scary place. Uh, get Texas at home. TCU on the road, you know, is like. Actually, one of their tougher matchups, Baylor on the TCU's road. TCU's rebuilding their tougher entirely. TCU's uh, like, at Baylor will be tough, but yeah, no, I like, I like, like I like. There's I like nothing there. I went. Uh, getting Texas at home is well, Texas at, at, in their place. Well, Texas Oklahoma plays State like shit against everybody that is better than but, them. So what? What's the difference? Uh, it, let's go. This one, well, my, this one seems super easy. I don't know. Like this one just like screamed at me. You got to take this over. I hate taking my, overs. Uh, next, uh, next one I got on the board. I'm, uh, I'm going out, I'm going out to the desert and I'm taking Arizona over two and a half. I days. saw that. I like, looked at that. Fucking sick, uh, this team has been, but, and once again, it's on my theme of, uh, coaches. I like, I like Jed fish, not to be mistaken with Judd Hirsch, the dude who, who was in taxi and played Jeff Goldblum's very Jewish dad in Independence Day. Jed Jed Fish is starting to build a bit of momentum quietly out in the desert, and I think the two and a half wins is a layup this year. I don't hate it. I almost had it. I, uh, I, my, I so, so my board had it at three, which is a lot harder than two and a half. Two and a half. I one, so one of the reasons why what I like about them is they started picking up momentum as the year went. Last year they started off horrible. The Kevin Sumlin era in Arizona. Kevin Sumlin, as he does, left the program just a burning heap of trash. But uh, they have a lot of good transfers coming in. They had a top 40 recruiting class. And they also got one of their transfers that I really like is they got Jaden Delora from Washington State, who's a quarterback. Uh, he's a, And he's just like a difference maker. He's a, he's a good He's a good-ass player, and I think he's going to come in and give them some traction. Uh, I just think it's a program that's – Moving in the right direction, and of course they're playing in the pack, a conference where the teams tend to be pretty close to each other all year round. I think the three wins is is very very attainable for this Arizona Wildcats team this yeah, year. Yeah, my my only hesitation here, which is why I didn't put take Arizona on the boards, their non con is really tough. They go on the road yeah. to San Diego State, they play Mississippi State, and then they play North Dakota State on FS1 at home. I think. Barring something weird in the first two weeks, I'm going to take Arizona to beat North Dakota State, even though North Dakota State's going to be favored. But I think that that's a very interesting non-con. I, I, I think I don't know. I think I think betting on North Dakota State to come out in September. Uh, it, it, I don't know. That it's interesting. That's a night game because if I were there, Arizona, I would totally try to have made that. A day game in September. Yeah. FS1, North Dakota State cares a bit more about showing out for national TV, but we'll see. Um, But Arizona State is like sort of going in the opposite direction. You have the rest of the pack. I I don't know. I just, I I like, uh, they started playing teams close. They're just a team I started watching more after dark last year, and I think they are going to be a little bit better. So if you want a reason to watch more Arizona games with great interest this year, definitely look at that over two and a half. Uh, <laughs> Rainman, what's your last total on the board? My last one previewed earlier while Capper was rambling. Clemson over ten and a half. Uh, going oh, with the same fuck read. You. Uh, it's such a good. Just hold on. This. Hold on. Yeah, Remember, first of all, Joe, how many times last year 
Did we I'll talk? You, you make fun of me for taking Clemson in the second half. Being like, no, they're a better team than they were. They have an amazing defense, and I kept winning games with Clemson. Great like, against. I went eight Brett. and two with Clemson almost. Maybe it was seven and two. Where uh, is Brett Venables though? I don't. I don't give a fuck about Brett Venables. They're the. They're the number two defense projected. You don't mean that. It's a machine over at Clemson. They've got great. They've got great players there. Uh, I actually still believe in DJU, but I don't think he's necessarily going to start. But if DJU doesn't start, it's because of the new five-star Westlake High School number one quarterback overall recruit. Phenom Cade Klubnik gets the rock. So if he's ready to go, then that's even better than DJU. But I'm actually fine with DJU because of the defense. But what it, what's really here is, is the schedule. Like, the schedule's a down pillow, soft as hell. Every non-com opponent, you don't even need to mention them. Fine, whatever, South Carolina at home. Uh, for the conference games, they're not going to lose at home. Clemson will not lose at home in the ACC. Uh, so who do they have on the road? Georgia Tech, not going to win. Wake? Maybe that's a loss. BC, Clemson's going to roll them. FSU, they're not there yet. Notre Dame, maybe a loss. So maybe they lose to BC. I mean, maybe they lose to Wake. Maybe they lose to Notre Dame. They only need to win one of them. Give me the over 10.5. Uh, I think this is our last chance of getting Clemson value, uh, unlike last year where we had a lot of spots. So th- this is the time to take it. Counterpoint, Clemson is dead. But they're not. Do you not remember them last year? Did you just forget everything? They were great against the spread. Yeah, they were shitty what's your offense. point? They because, they lost, because they lost a few games early on in the season last year. They're, Clemson's they a bad program no now. They still have no offensive line. They still have no quarterback. one of the top five programs undisputably in the country because they of still a have couple no of bad games last year. Just a few. Like Great defense for sure. Still no offensive identity. Yeah, just wait. They got the I, talent. I will be waiting wait, a long time. I will die. I'll, I'll look like one of those skeletons from Indiana okay, Jones, just dude. Stay in your seat. Stay in your seat and just wait. We're watching ACC football this year. <laughs> well, we might because uh, I, mean, I got a real doozy coming up. Man, <laughs> I just like you bet the over on Clemson last year, and I didn't like it. I don't know. I just like betting the over when the totals. I was right on Clemson last year. Disgusting. They killed it for the spread. Every week we went to the well, and every <laughs> they, week we against made the money. spread they were very good, except against Pittsburgh. Except for like week two and week three. Yeah, day. I remember. Good segue though. Good segue though. Uh. All right, my uh, last one on the board. I'm staying. I'm staying with coaches. Uh, and this one, uh, oh man! Even as I'm reading it, just saying it out loud, I hate it. But Illinois over four and a half wins. No. Who's the coach? Brett Bielema is a fucking <laughs> asshole. But that's a semi requirement for being a good college no, football no. coach. Last year, he literally Christ. did a press conference and he's like, "All these guys on the team, I didn't recruit them. They kind of suck." And then they went out and beat Penn State. I'm, Illinois is. They're projected to be worse than ECU this year. Well, they they're cursed, but they I think they that last year they had five wins and they played a bunch of teams close. I think Brett Bielema is just like a good college football coach, and now he's in his second year at the program. Program. they brought in a lot of players they should have a decent defense um if they won five games last year i think it's only logical that they'll do it again well they it's got- only four games you can't count you can't count any wins against nebraska you can't count oh i forgot you can't count nebraska wins uh that's not gonna, last year that's yeah it's only four wins because they're gonna probably keep beating nebraska uh <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. might they might no, I just think it's like I think Illinois. I I look at it's another team similar to BC where I think people scanning totals, you're gonna see that name and you're gonna be like, yuck, four and a half under. But 
Yeah, that's my reaction. Yeah, that, is exactly. a great, but, that is a great hire for Illinois, which sickens me to say. Oh, he's going to abandon them as soon as he can. Oh, my God. He has one, he's has one foot already so far out the door. But I think that's part of it. I think uh, spite is a big motivator. I think he probably wants to get back. He was at Wisconsin. He had a machine there. Then he went to Arkansas, and it was just a disaster. And I think he wants to get back on top. Uh, Illinois is going to be his vessel for doing that. He's going to fucking, I guess, like berate people until it actually happens. Uh... But I don't know. Yeah, I, I like it. I, four and a half. The other one I was toying with was Utah over eight and a half, just because Cam Rising, first round talent, they're always good. They start the year at Florida. The, the reason why I don't like it though, their schedule. They have tough. at at Florida, at UCLA. Pac twelve should be a little on, better this year with Lincoln. Yeah. Who knows? They just got yeah, USC is a big wild card. Uh, Coach Winningham, one of the best to ever did. One of the best to ever do it. Uh, let's see. What else do we have on? The, who else has a pick? National this? champion. I mean, Heisman? I'll throw. I'll throw one out there. Do you have another um, total on the board, Capper? Well, sure. I've been slighted a little bit here, but um, you know, you go through the list. You look at you. You like an Alabama over eleven and a half, but then you say, "My God, they'll drop one, right?" Nick Saban on his NIL tour, revenge tour. He'll drop one, but that schedule's soft. Uh, Arkansas over six and a half. Not a good schedule. Team that believes in in a Sam Pittman, love that there. Uh, don't want to go to the ACC again. But you look at a Mike Norvell led squad over six and a half wins. Can't do it because they suck. So <laughs> what are you going to do? So does that mean take the under? You're going to take the under in Pittsburgh. We're going against our boy. We're going against Keaton Slovis, which pains me to say, eight and a half wins for Pittsburgh, not going to happen this year. Yeah, give me that under. No give me chance. that under. Um, actually, they lost their entire offense and including their coordinator. Actually, a decent schedule. They played Tennessee early, obviously. That's been touched on. They played West Virginia early. That's been touched on non-conference. Uh, at UNC, at Virginia, at Miami, at Louisville. No chance they what win was, eight games. Well, no sadly chance. lost... What sadly lost in all of this is the fact that uh, Pitt's success last year overshadowed what we all know, which is that Pat Narduzzi is a coward. God, I, yeah, some things are fundamental truths. I just love. Remember that time I that it was Kenny fourth Pickett and one still. on the goal line. He did that. He did that to us. Um, so should we pivot to national champion? Yeah, let's go to national champ. Who's your? Who you got? Who's your national champion pick, Raymond? So my my favorite pick is uh, like picking of the favorites. Ohio State, because you get That's plus 400 on. to plus 450, depending on where you book. But they're projected to be the best team in the country. C.J. Stroud, probably the Heisman favorite. Team's going to be loaded. So when you're getting 4-1 to one on the team that's likely going to be the favorite in the college football playoff preseason on kind of a revenge tour, uh, I like that a lot. But never play favorite for national champion. So what I like here is Texas A&M. You can get them between 23 to, and 28 to 1. Now, their total is very low. It's at 8.5, and, and that's because they have a very, very hard schedule, uh, One of the probably the hardest in the SEC, so they're going to drop a lot of games. But if they live up to their full potential and they do manage to make it somehow to the SEC championship game, it's because they're very, very good and capable of winning it all. So I think the value is there, even though I would not go over on their total. I, I think if you bet on that, you're betting on Jimbo going to Alabama and beating Saban there this year, which would be whoo, 
Not gonna if happen. that happens, oh boy. Oh that, boy. That, that, that game is going to be theater. Maybe A&M can spend some money buying some players to, to fake an injury that game. We'll see. I don't, I don't question what they'll spend money on. I'm not doing that anymore. Capper, you, you said Okie State. Did you have another, another natty pick you want to throw out? I, I hate to say this, but I think you have to give a long look to USC. Um, it is not a good schedule. It is an elite college yeah, football they're 20 coach. to 1, though, and their defense is trash. 20 to 1, but an elite offensive coach that has proven he's won at every single stop. Um, brought his Getting quarterback with him, brought so his offensive stupid. system. Um, they have no tough games except until they get to Notre Dame in November. Um I think this is a team that's going to look at being 10 and 0, 11 and 0 going into the last few weeks of the season. Um, and if you're holding a 20 to one ticket for them to make the playoff and win a national championship, like you have to look at it. Like you don't like it. You don't like it, but like, I'm not going to take a long, or I'm not going to take a favorite here. I will place a ticket on Oklahoma state to make the college football playoff. Um, I think they have the pieces there. I think they have the head coach there. Uh, very easy path, not easy path, but like projectable path for them to make it to this semifinal matchup. They'll probably get an Alabama in the first round and get be a 14 and a half point favorite. And then you're just like, well, fuck me. I'll burn my ticket. But like, it's a very talented football team in Stillwater. So um, that will be, that will be the for sure future. But like, I don't know. USC is like, they go to Utah this year in mid-October, but other than that, there is just nothing there. There's no meat in that schedule. That's what offensive coordinators are saying about their defense. Uh, for sure. They scored points with Keaton Slovis, though, and they got Caleb Williams lining up behind center now. It's like it's a little different ball game. Let's go to Heisman picks. Uh, Capper, your babble is in midseason form already. I can't believe it. You just used eight sentences to say one sentence you like that though don't you it's unbelievable you're stretching out capper never had a problem with the word count uh here's what we're gonna do though here's what we're gonna do though because we're getting a lot of shit i'm gonna refrain from taking a heisman future (laughs) i don't do that research a heisman pick fuck you that's how you're not doing it Oh, I don't take a Heisman refrain. future, buddy. I'm going to refrain from making a pick I didn't research. Okay, my Heisman I'll, bet I'll is... Abstain. Uh, <laughs> I'll abstain. I'm taking... My Heisman long shot that I'm on is uh, Will Anderson at Bama plus 3,000. I think he's going to start the year. That's 30 to 1? 30 to 1. Shot. 30 to 1. Yeah. But you're starting the year. You're defensive getting a defen- player, 30 to 1. A defensive player who's clearly defined what? as one of the best you're players taking in the, the nation. Favorite, you're taking the like you're not taking the favorite, you're taking the favorite defensive player to win the Heisman. Will Anderson at thirty. This is despicable. Yeah, it's the, the, it the number one defensive number one player on the board. Rated defensive player on the board. Yeah, Capper would say it's the longest odds, which is the shortest. It's odds. the shortest odd for a defender, which makes no sense. It's to a take terrible pick. Here. You should be embarrassed. Why are you doing this? We're going the second week of the season. He's going to play at Texas, and he's going to sack the quarterback. <laughs> 15 fucking times you fucking idiot and all this is a national <laughs> media award do it in november that second game of the year when he sacks not, the quarterback 15 fucking times everyone's gonna it. be saying is this the year that a defensive player wins the heisman they don't want to give and it to Bryce Young they again. say that every year <laughs> they're not going to you want to know who they're going to give it to take one guess dj one guess who they're gonna give it to? go die no. die who in a fire if you pick him to win the heisman who are they gonna give it to die Come in on, a fire i just hate give, you 
Give give one effort, Capper, and tell me who they're going to give it I to. I want it to be Sam Hartman because he deserved it last year. Give me one effort. That's a fine answer. It's not going to be him, though. One effort. Who am I going to say? If you say uh, DJU, I'm going to lose it. I'm gonna who are you going to say? You are going to say. You are the dumbest motherfucker alive. You're going to say Bijan. <laughs> I'm going to say who? Bijan Robinson. No, Hendon Hooker the truth. Oh, my God. That was a fucking layup. You should feel ashamed of yourself. Can we mute Capper's mic? Uh, <laughs> no, it's his, you're not Tony Reality. That was dude. that was so obvious. Uh, what's his odds? All Fifty right, to I'm one. I'm sorry, listeners. My co-hosts are not on their finest today. Uh, I still think the Will Anderson pick is fine. It's stupid, dude. No, take a lap. When's the last defensive player to win the Heisman? Charles Woodson. When, when was, was that? that? Years ago. <laughs> It was so long ago. <laughs> it was so long ago. But were, I'm saying this you year, were in diapers this is back immediate. Then. But my my my, I think my logic okay, he's is sound. Back, this yes, is he's amazing. He was back. The second game we of the love, year, we love Will Anderson. Could be the first overall pick. And if he has a crazy yeah. game, people are going to keep holding him up. And they're only go. Bama's total is 11 and a half games. I don't think they want to give it to Bryce Young two years in a row. I think this guy is fucking sick. If he gets 20 sacks this year, which seems totally doable because he got seven, 17 and a half as a sophomore, I think he's at the very least going to make it to New York. And you're going to you get a 30 to one ticket on a guy who has a decent. I don't know. I, I see the narrative lining up very cleanly for Will Anderson. That's all I'm saying at 30, 30 to one. So it goes. A quick NBA prop. I don't see it. Just throw it out as we as we actually give us. You guys your ready? NBA Trevor Keels plus four fifty to be in the top thirty. Uh, Duke really wanted him to return. They're going to drop nil money for him. He left to go to the NBA after a lot of consideration. He didn't go into the draft because he didn't have a first round guarantee. Someone's taking him in the first round. Otherwise, he's at Duke next year plus four fifty. Lock it up right now. Draft tomorrow. Do you think he'll? Uh, do you think he'll excel in the NBA playing under a real coach for the first time? I think a lot of Duke players will. Trevor Keels is all athlete, not a lot of skill, at least yet, and he's only 6'5", so I don't think he's going to be very good.